2: We're back, baby! It's the charity try. To pitch your free throws, cause they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Alexander Disopolis and Nikki Snacks Kreider. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. B L E A V. The Believe Network. Go to believe dot com for any shows, including ours. If you, what team do you guys like? What do you like, Nick? Um, What's your favorite like, sports team? I like losing teams. Okay, uh, we know that. San Diego Padres, yep. the Chargers, yep. the Texas Longhorns. We actually have shows for all those teams. Toss, Cowboys fan, we have a show for that. I'm a Boston fan. We have Celtics show, Red Sox show, Patriots show. Any team you want, believe.com has shows for. Go to com And if you like hobbies, if you like drunk knitting, guess what? We have a show for that. So, go to believe.com. If, if you like
1: aquarium keeping,
2: yeah. We have a show for that. It's crazy. Literally any hobby you want, we got a show for it. All the podcasts, best podcasts, go get them there at believe.com. We are also brought to you by, I think, what is my favorite sponsor of all time. And I have no shame in saying that. And that's betonline.ag.
0: Wow. Favorite sponsor of all time?
2: More than true classic teas. Well, probably second, because everyone knows our first favorite sponsor is and always will be sunday scaries i love sunday scaries for practical what are you
0: talking about opa seasonings (laughs) talking
2: about opa seasonings (laughs) opa seasonings opa seasonings shout out to opa
0: shout out to them but real shout out to betonline.ag yeah go to betonline.ag today uh college basketball obviously in full swing we've got the final four and the national championship this upcoming weekend, so be sure to go to betonline.ag. If you haven't, you can use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, mm. to get started. You'll get 50% off on your welcome bonus uh, for your first deposit that you Put down there. Bet online your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games.
2: Yeah, I mean, Bet Masters Online is coming up as well. Masters is coming up. I can't wait to throw it on that. Um, I'm still on the hunt. I have a bet on Villanova. Toss. You have a bet on UNC. Is that correct? That's and still, Duke. And Duke. Wow. Toss is open for business, Nick. Wow. And you're out. You're, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will discuss all our open bets in BetOnline.ag and our picks for the Final Four, and we'll recap the Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteen in just a hot moment. Josh Fisher, Alexander Disopoulos, Nikki Snacks, to the charity stripe brought to you by Believe Network. B L E A V. Do you believe? We're back. It's the charity try. Pitch your free throws, cause the three. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Desopoulos, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, out of Austin and San Diego, both equally and loved equally. Boys, we're located in Los Angeles permanently. That's where we live. And it was a crazy night in Hollywood. The day the Academy stood still. The day the Academy stood still. Shocked faces. Even The Rock raised an eyebrow on this one. Will Smith. On a night where it was his culmination of his career. He'd been vying for an Oscar for years. Thought he was skunked when he wasn't nominated for concussion. And now the overwhelming favorite. Everyone knew he was going to win for King Richard. And just before he wins the Oscar, Chris Rock, who disses everybody, gets on stage. Disses his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith was having none of it. Gets up from his seat in the front row, which usually the the stage is kind of elevated. Right. But this year it was pretty it was like much a like step a step up. It was like a step up and like a runway. Walks up, squares up, and then Tyson Fury to Deontay Wilder slaps him in the face. It wasn't a knockout, but it was a heavy blow. And then goes and sits back down. People forget that he was Ali. Uh, back in the early 2000s So I would say Chris Rock is a little lucky He didn't go close fist But shocked everybody They break to na- They break on TV Because Will Smith starts cussing at Chris Rock From the stands Yeah it was the longest uh,
1: bleep in Oscar history
2: Yeah and Because well, Chris Rock cussed too And now Twitter Has been going crazy People are wondering if it was staged or not I think we've all come to the notion That it was for realsies
1: Oh, it was Devin Farilsies. I mean, if you look at it in slow motion, like he had some good form and really slapped the crap out of Chris Rock. Um, looked kind of like a movie slap, honestly, like like great form and, and great follow through. But um, I think the acceptance speech said it all. I think the face of Chris Rock after the slap said it all. He looked confused, dumbfounded. He looked to the side like, are we going to let this show go on? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll just give my award. And he was kind of flabbergasted. So
0: The United States, the broadcast was bleeped. When post slap when they were discussing what had happened but afterwards jail, yeah, but in right in Australia and I think in, in a couple of other places Australia
2: but, goes so hard.
0: You've seen the leaked footage and It's just more of what you're talking about. Nick Chris Rock the way that he handles himself after the situation oh, oh. Is too real. Yeah for it to have been <clears throat> it was just something that was canned.
2: Yeah, I mean Jada Pinkett-Smith suffers from alopecia, I believe. And so Chris Rock made a joke about her hair. I think that the emotions obviously were running high for Will Smith.
1: I will say, though, that he laughed initially at that joke. And you look at Jada's face, and she kind of rolls her eyes. And then somewhere between the camera cut, she gives him a look. And and then I think he comes to his wife's defense.
2: Yeah, I mean... I, I. It's weird because he's really a jolly guy and really a lighthearted guy. Well, I don't,
0: I don't think this is a one, it's not a one-off. So Chris Rock hosted the 2016 Oscars. Will and Jada were not in attendance. Nick, you mentioned, or Josh, you mentioned concussion concussion. because
2: they boycotted when he didn't, they didn't
0: didn't go. And Chris Rock made a joke about the two of them not going, um, it was in something in, in reference to Jada boycott. I've got the quote here. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. So there's, there's <laughs> history there. He also, <laughs> know, what he, does that even mean? <laughs> he also, oh, that's awesome through that's a great quote, but. Chris Rock also, um, he was a guest star on an episode of fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So you, we have no idea like what their, their true history is, how much, you know, what if he showed up on set and they just didn't vibe like, Things can go south really quickly if you're meeting someone for the first time, and then it just escalates, and yeah. it builds up, and obviously, it was something that was very personal. Um, it, he didn't apologize, he apologized to, the- Will apologized to the Academy in his accept- Oscar acceptance speech, but he didn't... Tears. Uh, yeah, he was he was clearly moved, and I, I think a lot of it had to do with like the correlation of the character that he portrayed, that was Richard Williams, who... Protected his, uh, family, you know, yeah. his family, Serena and Venus, as yeah. they were growing up, and he was he was too method. Last it's f- night, it's he unfortunate because he's, he
2: is wrong. He is wrong for
0: sure. And for
1: those of you who don't know, Chris Rock did an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel- Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but our boy Toss also played a little basketball. Toss, in the you were Fresh also
2: reboot, and you did not get hit in the face by Will Smith. No, I didn't. <laughs> I yeah. didn't. Will Smith wasn't on set when I was there, but you wouldn't have regardless. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. But it's it's unfortunate that I was in a group text. Some people they're like f- flipping out about it. Will Smith has taken his career so seriously, and a lot of times people haven't taken him seriously. It really took a lot of. I mean, so when we interviewed McConaughey, remember McConaughey was like, "I had to stop doing rom coms for a year." and Or stopped doing anything for a year because no one would take me seriously. I feel like Will Smith's had like somewhat of a similar path to go from Hitch to Pursuit of Happiness, and like it's really and then I Am Legend, and then now Concussion and all that. I mean, he, he went from what DJ Jazzy Jeff and like and Fresh Prince to that. It's definitely a big 180, and it's more common now, but it wasn't as common as when he was coming up, and we know that.
1: Yeah, I, I think his come up was a little less shocking though than McConaughey's because McConaughey had that law. I think. Will Smith really just was taking all of like the action roles and he was taking all of those serious roles. And now it's to the point where like he's the A-list of the A-list where you're not surprised if he's in any type of movie. Yeah,
0: he he basically when he got Fresh Prince in 1990, his career, he was he did that for six years and then he went straight into movies because Men in Black was the next year.
2: Men in Black was big, and
0: then he did Wild Wild West. Like he really got into the movie scene very quickly. Morrison has been a household comedies.
2: name. Yes, man. I, I
0: since early two thousand, since late nineties. I bet he wish he, he had that memory eraser now.
2: For men, for Men in Black, yeah. Independence Day was ninety six too. Independence Day is great. It's a great movie. Me, I, I would, I would. The only, the big issue, obviously, for me, obviously, you can't just hit a dude. You got to keep it together a little bit. It's unfortunate that you pull him aside like, dude, that's not cool. My wife has something going on. And you probably know that. He probably does know that because right. he probably knows that. You bite your tongue like most people do in the Oscars. 100%. Like all just people take do it in it the Oscars. The, yeah. I mean, Leo gets a butt and you just realize you, look, you go to the bathroom, look in the mirror. I'm Will Smith. Yep. You go sit back down. And the saddest part of all of it really is, is like he has probably been waiting for that moment for God for years. Yeah and, and he had it it was right there overshined
1: by some dumb actions Stephen A. Smith whatever you say about him he's he's got a lot of wild opinions but his opinion on it is, is for me it, it seems it reigns true like, yeah they're trying so hard for this Oscars to to put a um, premium on you know black people and, and giving them their spotlight and giving equality and sharing sharing the stage yeah and I think the the lead producer was black and you know the hosts are and a lot of nominees and for will smith to do that to another black man was something that stephen a smith found very offensive
2: yeah
0: yeah i also didn't stephen a smith say in his quote though that like he's out on will now like i we can't be so fickle about these things because like i was playing basketball at the park on saturday and two guys almost got in a scuffle and we're almost throwing blows like tempers do rise i think that like that it's, it's it's no excuse for what he did but people mess up and people make mistakes and the consequences weren't so dire like chris rock's not pressing charges i think you know will smith apologized to the oscars in his acceptance speech i think he needs to apologize to chris rock like they need p diddy is is asking them to to squash the beef yeah I it's already for. been talked about like i hope that happens 'Cause obviously like he sets a Will Smith sets an example for a lot of people out there. A lot of people look up to him, um, and he he represents a lot of people just by nature of how, how famous he is yep. um and, and the the characters that he plays. But yeah, I think there's I think it's really nuanced. Like there's a lot going on here, and there was clearly people there in support of Will too. Like Denzel is talking to Will after it happens, right? And and of course, you know, Will in the middle of his speech throws out a Denzel quote and like that quote's going to like go down in history. It's a freaking dope yeah, quote.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, honestly, Chris Rock might be benefit- benefiting from this a little bit. He's got a tour um, oh. in Boston this week, actually. And Tick Pick has come out and said that he has sold more tickets to his show overnight than it's sold over the past month combined.
2: Really? Well would you I don't know if I would go to a Chris Rock show. Why not? I, mean, I would Chris Rock's hilarious. He's hilarious, but he wouldn't be my first comic choice. Together. I would for sure go see Chris I would Rock. go. I mean that's a probably wrong way to phrase it, but I don't know if he'd be my first choice. He probably probably wouldn't be like top three even. He's funny, he's really funny. But like you see him host his stuff all the time. Like now, I mean his material better be good. It's been a layup. Uh, speaking of layups, we have a lot of college basketball for you guys. Elite Eight, Sweet 16 done, Final Four coming up. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Desapwas, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. We're the Charities Tribe Pitcher Free Throws. Brought to you by the Believe Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. Go to Believe.com today. Check out any of our podcast. Quick question for you guys. Do you believe? We're back once again. The Charity Stripe, pitch your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander DeSappos, and Nikki Snacks. Kreider, brought to you by the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. Go to Believe.com today. Get any podcast you want. Pick the topic. Pick the team. We got it covered. March Madness had such a beautiful way in working itself out. There was upsets. There were Cinderella teams. Like obviously the St. Peter Peacocks, first fifteen seed to go to the Elite Eight. Uh Shaheen Holloway, the head coach, has already been announced as the head coach for Seton Hall, which on it's it's sad that he's leaving, but that's a great job for him. Huge, huge step upgrade, up. Yeah. And We even had, look, we had two double-digit seeds. I know Iowa State and Miami are more fixtures in the tournament, but they were both in the Sweet 16. Miami, a 10 seed in the Elite 8. We have UNC, who's a blue blood, but they're an 8 seed in the Final Four. It just also had a beautiful way of working itself out to what maybe could have been four of the probably the best eight teams or seven teams in college basketball. If you think about it throughout the season, you're missing Gonzaga, obviously, in that mix. But in Kentucky, who I still think just had that one horrible game against St. Peter's, leading St. Peter's to play beat Murray State, which was conceivably a winning game, and then Purdue, which was also a team that was. At one point, ranked number one during the season. Purdue was ranked number one. Uh, I thought that UNC taking out Baylor was very telling. I think that Baylor team was great. They had a rough first half in Manic going out in the round of 32. They fought back so hard, though, in that game. The best trap I've ever seen run in my entire life. Um, But even their injuries. So, for me, the best four teams that could be in it, it's pretty close. As it can get I think this Kansas team With the way Remy Martin's been playing since he's been Out of the doghouse for some reason uh, They've like literally unleashed him Uh, It's opened up the world He was struggling with Remy Martin taking a lot Of ball control but he actually had a great game In the Elite Eight uh, and they just Absolutely decimated Miami In the second half Uh, And then we have Villanova who took down A Houston team which May low key be the best Coach team in college Basketball I, I think their to, BPI ranking was number two, too. They went to the Elite Eight this year. Last year, they went to the Final Four. The year before that was the COVID year. And the year before that, they lost in overtime in the championship game. So he's low-key created... like, And they had major injuries throughout the year. It's like some of their bigger-name players. So Kelvin Sampson's really created an awesome culture there. And I'm curious to see what happens with him. Does he bolt for a bigger-name program? Or does he kind of do... What you know mark fuse done and really took gonzaga from b to a take you houston in the 80s Was massive obviously with elijah Wan and drexler. Does he take it back to the promised land?
0: He's got and, a He's got a top 10 recruit coming in next year.
2: Yeah Yeah, I, I think it's it's he,
0: really it's really interesting if you look at this is just by espn top 100 of recruits For next year all these teams that are performing really well in the tournament year after year. So arkansas too, um, baylor UCLA, UCLA, like these teams, of course, Duke and Kentucky have always got top tier recruits. But um, Duke has Duke has three guys in the top five and the rest of these teams are securing recruits like crazy. So I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Kelvin Sampson is, you know, attempting to kind of build a dynasty here at Houston in the same way that Scott Drew is doing at Baylor.
2: Yeah. I mean, and then you look at Arkansas, Musselman's got going on there and they put up a good fight. He's a great coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, they beat Gonzaga, and then do kind of decimated. Duke's on a war path. How, how often do college coaches make the move to the
1: NBA? You don't see that very often.
2: Um, it happens. Like, Hoiberg got a shot in Chicago after really doing wonders at Iowa State. Uh, Brad Stevens at Butler. Like, you really have to prove to be a great X's and O's guy, because it doesn't, like... Obviously, Coach K is and Calipari. I mean, Calipari's had a shot in the NBA. Patino's had a shot in the NBA. A lot of these guys have had shots in the NBA. Like, if you're a college coach, once, you ha- once you're once you a fixture there, like Roy Williams was, Coach K, Bayheim, like, even, you, you know, in college football, like, what's the point of leaving, like, your king or your castle? Right. You know, you, you have all the money coming in. You know, anything you want, you got. Um, recruits coming in and out. And... Unless you're a real great X's and O's guy, you're not going to get the nod because recruiting doesn't matter. Which That's I, like a whole I, f- other element. I feel like you shine more at some smaller programs because mm. you don't have the top recruits. Yeah, I mean, like Musselman now is getting has two top ten recruits coming in, um, but clearly he's proven to be a phenomenal X's and O's guys at Arkansas. Uh, Jay Wright, again, I mean, Jay Wright's the pinnacle of it. But Jay Wright also is like, why would I leave if I'm winning? And there's no point. Like, you know, you, you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's Villanova is maybe the most dominant team in the tournament, like in the last decade. They've won a couple times. They're in the final four again. They could be I mean, I, I think they're in trouble against Kansas. I mean, Moore, Justin Moore is out, pop his Achilles. Um, but Samuels has been great. Obviously, Gillespie's one of the best players in the tournament. Uh, and I think this Kansas team is is quite deep and has a lot of, you know, versatility in the ways they can score. But I think it's going to be a great game. And even if he, and even if Jay Wright loses, it's, it's another Final Four appearance. And, he, and he's and he been fantastic. So I, I think we're shaping up to have a good Final Four, and I'm glad it shook out this way. I mean, St. Peter's would have been really fun, and that would have been awesome. But getting Duke-UNC. Duke-UNC has never met in the tournament. People don't realize that. They're never in like the same bracket. It's crazy. And so the fact that they're meeting in the Final Four in Coach K's last season and last time, they played was Coach K's last game at Cameron, and UNC came in there and pretty much punched them in the mouth in the second half and beat them in front of all their alumni. And I think they're going to do it again. You think UNC is going to beat Duke again? I do. Yeah. Toss. Do you agree or disagree with that one?
0: I don't. I don't know. It's that was. It's a really, really think that. Wow. It's a really tough matchup. It's hard to call because both these teams are are really really good, and they're both playing. The best basketball they've played all tournament. Obviously, they came in hot. You have to win those early rounds, but what UNC did against St. Peter's, I think that's just the difference in caliber of team compared to Purdue, who I mentioned was ranked number one during the season. But what UNC and Duke can do from just from from one through five when they roll their best five out there, those teams, I I don't really see any other team in the tournament that has the personnel that they do Duke either either team honestly
2: this these are the best two I mean Kansas
0: is right there I think Villanova is a step behind especially with the injury but these are the teams that belong in the final four like I don't I don't think when you know all credit to Loyola Chicago when they got there but that team personnel wise didn't belong in the final four
2: no I mean, it's exciting. They were, pay, they were hitting story. above their pay grade. Yeah, it's an exciting story. Like, had Miami made it, like I would have been a little bummed. I mean, it would have proven that the ACC was the best conference this year, I right. guess. But, I mean, Duke, the gauntlet the Dukes had to go through, obviously, skipping the 15 seed matchup, which, you know, you can't really poo poo because St. Peter just went on this run. Michigan State into Tech into Arkansas now at you going against UNC like it's a they've had to face a gauntlet and for a young team like this who where I think this UNC team with a new head coach Kind of figured themselves out and got it together And like Mannick was a transfer from OU And he's been unbelievable in the second half Played college
0: basketball for five years
2: Yeah, and he's been great in the touring now That he's really gelled with this team Caleb Love's been excellent Bay Kotz, you know, been there for a while And Davis, like all of a sudden all these guys, you know Are kind of gelling at the right time And clearly personnel-wise This UNC team is better than an 8-seed like this is a 3 seed. two-seed. For seed. sure, and they yeah. were
0: the hottest team in the second half of of the NCAA season, That's which how they got in. goes a long way. We you know, we talked about it before the tournament started. Like it's all about getting hot. It's all about, you have to win 6 games in a row. You better be able to do that. You better better be able to put together a win streak or else it's not going to happen for you. Yeah. Uh, That's we, why
2: we all jumped at Tennessee and Iowa. Who's ten or who's um
1: whose tournament resume so far is more impressive? UNC Beating Marquette, Baylor, then UCLA, and then St. Peter's. Yeah. Or Duke beating Tech, Michigan State, Arkansas.
2: Who they, they play one one more team? Uh, that's all they've had, and then they had the 15 seed. Whoever they had in the 15 seed matchup, which you know, whatever. Flip a coin. <laughs> flip a coin. You know, throw me on the block. Yeah, I, w- I would have to is.
0: say I'd give the nod to UNC. Would, really? To, yeah. They, they yeah, because one seed. they they took down the one seed and, and they, took down they UCLA. beat UCLA.
2: Yeah, okay, though. Know, but then St. Peter's. Duke, yeah, played, but I, Duke okay. played a 15 seed as well, though. Yeah, but that. But they didn't. That was in the Elite Eight. Duke had to beat an Arkansas team that just took down Gonzaga, who Duke had lost. Duke beat, actually, Gonzaga. Apologies. But that was a close game earlier in the season. Well, the 15 seed beat. They beat Purdue. I mean, they were good. I mean, they're a good basketball program. Again, a, a, clearly a group of guys have been playing together for a while. I, I feel kind of. I feel weird about St.
0: Peter's because I, I know that, like, yes, people in tournaments years from now will say, like, remember that run that St. Peter's had? But you're going to quickly forget who Doug Ebert is. You're going to yeah. f- you're gonna forget who a lot of these guys are. And no one blinked twice when UNC smacked
2: them. Like, no one gave. They pat on the back, good run. It was amazing what they did. We may never see it again. Right. Because it's, so, it's a probably shock. Probably won't. Probably won't. And UNC crushed them. To oblivion, so twenty they, points. Yeah, I mean that the was, whole that, game though. The whole like, game, it was twenty points. I think the Arkansas the Tech. We've seen Tech up close and personal. That Tech team is tough. They can shoot, play good defense. That Arkansas team is tough. Michigan State was a team I thought like people, a lot of people thought they could upset Duke. I thought, I yeah, think, maybe it's just the Duke's that good because they beat Arkansas handily. Yeah, I mean, I think Duke again is playing its best basketball. I but think you've
0: got personnel wise, you've got six guys that are going to end up in the NBA on that team.
2: It's yeah. every year though. Yeah, yeah, record. but this is this is three lot three lottery picks. Three lot. You have one guy's going first overall. Another AJ Griffin will be top eight, and, and Mark then, Williams will be top fourteen. He may have raised his stock the most. Yeah, if you don't count Boncaro, like pretty much locking in the one spot, which it should be after like Jabari Smith. Uh, no offense to him. I thought he had a great year. But his game against Miami was abysmal. And Chet Holmgren had a terrible tournament. I think as well. he was fine. He was good. I thought he was good, but like he wasn't like out of this world good. And a lot of the ways he dominated was his size, and that's not going to be the case in the NBA. No. He's too small. He's too but slight. they just
0: those Arkansas guards, Note, and then Jalen Williams, that that big man I mean, that like, played for Arkansas. Like he's, he's played himself into the first round. Those are the cool tournament stories that happen. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But Final Four, uh, you guys. You guys going to make any bets at betonline.ag on who's going
2: to win? We're going to make a lot of bets at betonline.ag who's going to win, and we'll tell you that in just a little while. Josh Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, wear the charity stripe. Stick around because we'll give you our bets at betonline.ag. We're back. It's the charity stripe. Hit your free throws because the free Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Disciples, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, brought to you by the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V, the Believe Network. Go to Believe.com today. Get any podcast you need at Believe.com. Last time, Toss, we were talking, we left everyone at cliffhanger. BetOnline.ag, making your bets the final four. We'll start with you, man. Kansas-Villanova, Duke-UNC. We'll go to Nick, then we'll go to myself, and then we'll work our way to the finals. Who do you got in the final four?
1: Uh, In the final four? Yeah. I've got Kansas beating Villanova yeah, and UNC beating
2: Duke. So you have Kansas versus UNC, a battle of Roy Williams' schools. Yes. Nice. Toss. Uh, I have Duke beating UNC and Kansas beating Villanova. Great. And since I put a massive future down for Villanova to win the whole thing a month back uh, at betterline. Where I could win substantial money. You wanna hedge? Uh, do I want to hedge? Maybe. I'm gonna probably consider hedging for sure. Um, I'm, I'm gonna roll the dice guy, Riverboat Ron. I could hedge at BetOnline.ag. Are but- you
0: gonna would you hedge with the Kansas win of just this game or would you hedge with Kansas winning the entire thing at plus 190. All four teams are still plus money at betonline.ag. What, what is it? Duke is plus 150. Kansas, as I just mentioned, is plus 190. Villanova, f- plus 440. And North Carolina, plus 475.
2: Maybe we should just double down. <laughs> I might, dude, I might throw money at UNC. I might too. That plus 475? If I throw 100 bucks on everybody and they win, I'm like, I kind of lose money. And so I'm like, he can't really get it real well, I like think that. you have to look and see what their money line is against each matchup,
1: right? So what's their money line for this first matchup against Duke?
2: Uh, yeah. We, the money line for Kansas was not good against Villanova. It's like minus 200, right. I believe. So I'm, I think I might just let that one ride, even though I do think Kansas ultimately— I think we're going to get Kansas versus Duke. But I think that Duke-UNC game is going to be biblical.
0: Both, both games, Kansas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Duke is a four-point favorite. Right. So So projected to be very close games. Right.
1: So Mm, if you were to basically put a two-team parlay on UNC winning this game and the next game, that essentially is what you'd be betting on. Yeah. I think you'd probably get better odds just taking them straight up to win it all than doing a two-game parlay.
2: 100%. Yeah. I think the plus 475 on UNC is a handsome bet. And, I mean, that's – they are literally in the final four. We're talking about, Nick, you think they're going to beat two and get to the final four and get to the championship game. And their odds to win it are still worse than Gonzaga's were to start the tournament. Yeah. Who made the Gonzaga odds? That I don't understand. I don't know. Vegas. Like the Vegas, Vegas dude, baby. Made these Vegas. Odds. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Like, the Gonzaga was under plus 400 to win the whole thing. They were supposed to win. Supposed to win is one thing. I mean, like even but at the beginning the of this tournament the is like usually plus eight hundred.
0: The team that now is is the favorite and Duke. Everyone at the beginning of the tournament said they couldn't win at all because they were too young. Yeah, they didn't have enough veteran experience on their team. Gonzaga had Drew Timmy, and of course, then they also had the young Buck and Chet Holgram as well. Not to mention all the other guys on their team and Mark Few, who was maybe narrative wise due because he's had great teams and he has never won a championship. So, I. These were all in play. I mean North Carolina they're an 8 seed like we just mentioned. They had to run up against Baylor. Before looking at the tournament, you would have said no way they get there because that that's going to be too tough. And if they beat UNC, then they they'll have to play UCLA. No way they can beat that gauntlet of Baylor, UCLA, and whoever comes out of the bottom part of that region. Like it just didn't seem like it was going to shake out that way. I think Maybe people who were just looking at narrative street would have said, oh, Duke UNC Final Four could be pretty cool in
2: Coach K's last year, but they probably didn't take that bet. They weren't serious about it. I do I wouldn't be surprised if people had that matchup in the final four. I don't I don't think for as, as far as eight seeds go, like UNC was a, a popular pick. Like we were the sixth seed in that region. Texas was. I would have taken UNC as a lock to be the Final 4 more than Texas would have been if there was to if we were to lock one of them in for sure because I believed in Kentucky, I believed in Purdue. I didn't really buy Baylor as a one seed. I thought they were the weakest one seed. And well they were suffering from injury. That's part of uh, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's part of the game. They like, they had major injuries and I thought they were the weakest one seed. Um and if Manic didn't get ejected, like we said, you know, a little earlier in the show, they'd have beat
0: every team by twenty points. They would have crushed every team except so, UCLA. But yeah,
2: that and UCLA is good. Mm-hmm. UCLA is the Final Four team last year. So that and then nothing changed. They just have the same team. So that leads me to believe that this UNC team is at plus four seventy five is by far and away the best bet. Best value. Yeah, I, I think though that this Duke team, like we were saying earlier. Mark Williams. No one has raised their stock more in my mind. He is for like if you if you're taking Isaiah Stewart in the top twenty and nothing against him, he's a good play, basketball player. This guy should be a lottery well, Isaiah pick.
0: Isaiah Stewart's six eight. Mark Williams is seven one.
2: Yeah, I mean, but the he, Mark Williams before the tournament was getting mocked in the in twenties.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the Mavs had a prayers chance at getting Mark Williams,
2: and now they don't have a chance at all.
0: Unless we trade trade, trade heavy to move up, which. I don't, if you're like, no, there's other bigs in this draft that'll fall to the 20s, like Coloco. Yeah. Guy Arizona. He's a, he's a good rim running. Williams, type like big. the
2: Arkansas big. Jalen Williams, the Arkansas big. Trevion Williams as well, the Purdue big. Co- I like him Coffey, a lot. Uh,
0: Cockburn. Kofi Cockburn. Yeah.
2: Bill Illinois, Moore. who did all he could. What about Kessler from
0: Auburn. Yeah. Walker Kessler should probably be a, a late first round pick.
2: For sure. Yeah. I mean, look, you just get a guy in the he
0: going to be in this draft?
2: No. He won't. He's not going to the NBA. He's not going to the NBA. He's not good enough. Yeah, like he's, just, he's like big. they I, he was big. I and think it's then, part of the reason why they lost to St. Peters. Honestly, I thought they. I thought Painter, the head coach at Purdue, called a brutal game, yeah. especially at the end, like trying to just foul. Keeps I know they're a good free throw shooting team, but send them to the line it was it's not a good game called by him. He kind of blew. So Jaden Ivey didn't score a bucket in the last seven minutes of the game until he that one one like three like yeah. which was too little too late. I mean his stock was on the rise after that Texas game, and then he cemented himself probably outside the top three. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, he could sneak ahead of Jabari.
0: Depends on how the lottery shakes down and, yeah. and where teams fall.
2: Absolutely, but I think, I think the team that wins it all, honestly, I think it is going to be Kansas.
0: Nick, did you you picked UNC to play Kansas? Do you think UNC is going to beat Kansas in the championship? I think Kansas is winning it all. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I have, Kansas is one of the teams that I
2: initially thought was going to win it all. Yeah. I, I I think this Kansas team again with the way Remy Martin's been playing, Bajji kind of coming back to life in the, yeah. in the Elite Eight, McCormick, Wilson, like Braun, like they had like so much to throw at them and, and they could hit the three. They became the winningest team in college history. Yeah, this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I think nobody is really giving them any you know love. Honestly, no a better way of saying it. I mean, I think they've had the easiest road to get there. To be quite honest, like Iowa was bounced, Auburn was bounced, like Wisconsin was bounced. None of these early. games were really close. I mean, one game was close. They had Providence, which they the second half of that Providence game was like a rookie mode on two k. It was and it was embarrassing. What mean for they Providence Miami, they had a great year. They beat Miami by twenty six points. Yeah, they they've been. They and s- Miami beat Duke this year. They smoked everybody. Yeah. Sorry, the second half of the Miami game was. Yeah, I mean, we're it's talking like about problems. UNC and Duke's they route. Their like their route them. is for sure the easiest. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because Villanova had to go against the Houston team, which was tough. That Ohio State team that Villanova beat was not an easy out. Like, that yeah. was a tough seven seed, and so I, I felt that Villanova ha- didn't have the easiest of roads. And I, I definitely we also beat
0: Kansas though, in defense of Duke, losing to Miami.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, this, I good. really, and Duke lost to Virginia Tech too, who we beat. Right, right. In the, in the but ACC this, The fact game. of
0: the matter is these teams now, they're different teams than they were during the regular season. Yeah. And do, I, I'm going to take Duke just because I think from a matchup standpoint that Kansas doesn't have enough, McCormick can't handle Mark Williams and Boncaro, they're both bigger than him. They're both bigger than McCormick, and that's their four and five. Not to mention A.J. Griffin's like 6'7", so like he's yeah. also a really big dude. And they have Theo John, uh, who's a backup big, who's nice as well. I, it's going to be a great Final Four.
2: Yeah, I mean, Duke is low-key deep because like you have keels but you also have Roach, and you have Wendell Moore Jr., who we really haven't given any love to, who's a good shooter in his own right. Part of me thinks it's almost too good to be true, so I'm taking the pessimistic half-glass-empty approach. That Coach K doesn't get the epic Cinderella fashion, but there's also a small part of me that there's like, there's no way he's going to lose now. He's right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think at this point for all these coaches and these teams, like, you've gotten to the final four. That means so much to a college basketball guy. Obviously, you want to go the final push, that last 100 meters, and and finish it and win the national championship, cut down the net, but... You can't take away anything. I mean, you saw it in Hubert Davis's um, his emotions after that win. He was crying. This is was his like, first
1: time it's first year coaching and he got or right. first year coaching UNC yeah. as a head coach yeah. he got to the Final Four. It's awesome, which
0: is incredible. And he said this is for I I wanted this for these guys. Like Yeah. He, it's already there. Like the emotions are already there. Going it's to the New Orleans of winning the region.
2: Yeah. Winning the region is brutal. It's literally like a gauntlet. So once you get to the Final Four, you kind of take a I mean, little so it's, it's a tournament itself, it's
1: like a it's like a conference tournament.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's, now, though, I, I do think, going back to it, that these are the best teams as far as entertainment value. Uh, the Duke-UNC to meet in the Final Four is just a storybook in itself. Um, is it locked for each team who would be the player of the tournament? Baycott. What, 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 I think it would be Baycott for UNC, right? Probably. Because, yeah. man, it got kicked out of that game.
0: Yeah, although each one of their players, Love had a thirty point game,
2: Davis had a twenty eight point game, like Manic had a twenty eight point game. Everyone's shown up, but the one that the the rock for UNC has been Baycott. Yeah, Baycott. I think for Duke it's gotta be Boncaro.
0: Yeah, unless you want to give it to Mark Williams for being for like blocking having like eight blocks a game. But yeah.
2: I would say Remy Martin for Kansas. Really? Or who? Braun? I don't know.
0: I, that one's maybe a little bit more up in the air and and to be determined based yeah, off of these
2: next two games. If they win, and I honestly, I I think Gillespie would have a fair shake, but I think Samuel's been the most consistent guy in Villanova. Probably, yeah. Unless Gillespie hits a game-winning shot. Oh my god! What dude. a way to go out. It's crazy. I mean, I think this this team, this Villanova team, without more is going to have to come back from a lot. But I think this is going to be an amazing Final Four. Um, a little bit longer here with us um, on this segment, I want to give a shout-out to Albert Pujols, the machine, re signing with the Cardinals for a one-year deal. There, I mean, the DH and the NL, I mean, that's a great way, you know, to kind of probably end his career yeah. uh, as a Cardinal. Uh, he's close to some milestones, too, so that'll be fun. That's the killer of the COVID year, man. A lot of these milestones, like, he would have 700 home runs for sure if it wasn't for that 60-game season because he can still bat the ball out of the ballpark.
1: Yeah, I mean, he proved it last season when he was playing with the Dodgers. I mean, he he had some home runs, but it is nice to see him return to where it all began. Um, You know, he deserves to go out this way. Yeah. He needs 21 more home runs this season, hit 700. I think he can get there. Yeah. If he's he's their everyday DH. For sure. There's no reason why he can't get there. They'll give
0: him those at-bats too. For yeah, sure.
1: well, yeah, they'll give him the at bats if they're if they're out of the hunt, um, in the second half of this season, and he's close. They're going to give him as many bats as possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, I will see Miguel Cabrera get three thousand hits this year. Um, stuff we probably would have seen, but already happened. But it, it's very exciting that these two milestones or are, are, can happen. I, I think the Cardinals, though, you know, not to get too much into it, because we're against the clock a bit, won't be out of the hunt. I think the Cardinals are gonna win that division. I thought they got really hot at the end of last season I think they carry over. Win the division. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. Well we we'll, can
0: we'll really get an opportunity to dig into that next week because opening days is, is yeah.
2: following Thursday. We have a baseball preview coming up. Uh we're the charity stripe, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopoulos, and Nikki Snackscrider brought to you by the Believe Network, B L E A V. We're back. Josh Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, the charity stripe, hit your free throws because they are free. Shout out to U.S. men's soccer team. yeah, Smacking Panama.
0: Panama.
2: Oh, bow, 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 bow. One of my buddies has a great video with that song, Panama. My buddy Eric, shout out to him and his family. Uh, he he has a great video with that song where he lip syncs it. Uh, That's back, Van, Van back, Halen, right? Van Halen, yeah. yeah. Eddie Van Halen, untimely death. Uh, another untimely. Taylor Hawkins, horrible drummer of Foo Fighters. Yeah. Really sad. Really, really um, sad. But really exciting that the U.S. team qualifies for the World Cup. Canada did it for the first time in 36 years. Italy missed it. I don't understand. Italy misses the World Cup, wins Euros, then misses the World Cup again. So bizarre! Shouldn't should they automatically be in it though? Because they won Euros. I don't understand how the qualifiers work. Super bizarre.
0: Almost like a Champions League situation, where it's like if you, depending on how you perform in in your own league, like yeah. you should then get elevated to automatically be in the Champions
2: League. How many teams are in the World Cup? Um, uh, mm, there's 32. I think so. Because there's there's eight, eight groups, groups of, of four. four. Yeah. Two from each group make it. Sixteen teams round robin no not a round robin Uh, it's round robin in the in the the group stages so do you guys think it's silly that since we have a world cup every four years
1: yeah that qualifiers they only last a year right i mean they yeah i I don't yeah the the first three years like don't really matter
2: is that true
0: well i think it matters too i think like world ranking matters as well
2: is it this summer or is it 2024 it's this summer this summer is the World Cup, really in twenty. Wow, that's exciting! I don't know we were getting that this summer. Yahoo! Yahoo! Wow! That's <laughs> I'm gonna fact check that. But time to study. Time, yeah, time to study. We did it. We had a great study in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, I guess it is because last time it was 2018 where we did that.
1: Yeah, and your boy was in France when
2: they won. My boy was in France. Shout out to Eli and his family. That's amazing. Wow. I I, I didn't. It's coming up. Are we going to be in Europe when that happens? I think yeah. I might be in Europe. It's Qatar. It's Qatar. Guitar. It's guitar. I know, but like being in Europe is still going to be exciting for the World Cup. Right. Yeah. Um, wow, I, I can't wait to cover that uh, over here at the Charity Stripe. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Believe Hour. It actually starts,
1: star, sorry to interrupt you. It starts in November.
2: Oh, starts in November, so I will not be. The World in-
1: Cup begins on November 21st and ends on December 18th.
2: Very exciting. Yeah. Thank you, Nick, for fact- Happy Hanukkah. Yourself. Happy Hanukkah, and happy Thanksgiving, and happy Monday to all people listening. Josh Fisher, Alexander Disciples, Nicky Snacks, to Wear the Charity Stripe. We'll see you guys next time. Fans out there, drag both feet amounts. We're going to full count, rip that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. Because they're free. We out you. We love ya. Mm-hmm.